Good morning, perhaps afternoon, maybe night, whatever time of day this finds you. Welcome to another episode of the Easy Sunday Podcast. Now, I need no introduction because I'm the only person that ever does this. I have no co-hosts, no writer's team, and certainly no sponsors because I don't need this. Right, Joe Rogan? Isn't that right? I don't need to do this. This is something I do for personal growth purposes. I'm independently wealthy. Carrying on here. So whatever time of day this might find you, whatever day it might find you, right now it's a fine weekend day here where I live in a small town in Connecticut. It's sunny outside, and it's kind of like they've been doing a bunch of milling and repaving on the street I live on. So it's kind of like a it's like a, it's a it's a weekend day so it's kind of like a dad holiday out here right now like every single dad on these homes across the entire street have just been hanging out outside all day arms crossed at the edge of the driveway you know just like horseshitting with the traffic cops and everything out there just like it's it's like a kind of like a block party it's it's kind of amazing you know like you know, I I can't leave the house because uh, they're working on the road. Like no one can get their cars out. It's all blocked off. It's a very busy road. But uh, yeah, all these all these dads are out here. It's like garbage day times ten. They're all just out there. Hey Frank, hey what's going on? Hey they're doing your street next. I think they're wrapping up over here. Hey how long till you get to my street over here? Yeah about thirty minutes. All right cool, cool. I'll, let, I'll tell the wife and the kids. Just coming home from the big Y with some groceries right now. It's like they're they're everywhere. I've never seen this many grown men outside in this place since I've lived here. It's crazy. Everyone's a buzz. It's just like a big old big old uh, middle aged man holiday going on out here. They get everything they want. Spring's coming. They got to mow their lawns. They get to see some mild construction work. They get to talk with police officers. They fucking love doing that for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, and they also get to. They, it seems like they know a couple of the the street pavers. So. You know they're having a, they're having a good time out there. Me for one, I'm stuck in here, uh, so I figured you know I give give this a uh, a little go here. Pardon me if the performance is a bit a bit shaky. I did get a shot of that fucking demon juice uh, the other day, and I feel like garbage as a result. <clears throat> how uh, how incredible is modern medicine, where it could uh, simulate uh, one of the highest fevers I've had in over ten years in order to protect me from something that would also give me a high fever. Really incredible technology. Uh, yeah, I haven't felt that shitty uh, since as far back as I can remember after getting the vaccine. It was crazy. I mean, like, swollen joints, body shakes, all kinds of, I mean, just sweating all night long. But, you know, I'm over that hump now. Now I just kind of, I'm starting to feel more like a human being again. After that, the download must already be complete on uh, the microchip or whatever, or whatever people are saying about it out there, right? Uh, yeah, but it's uh, mm. starting to bounce back, feeling good. It's a beautiful day out there. Lots of dads out there. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's talking about the road work. You know, it's it's just crazy to think, like, you live in a suburban area like this. I was, I was going for a walk around, you know, because I can't get my car out of the driveway because it's all... Uh, Covered in tar and hell. So I was, uh, you know, walking around these blocks and everything. I'm looking at all these homes. And I'm thinking, like, you know, isn't it isn't it insane to think that, like, you know, all these people are neighbors, right? And I'm sure they're more, more than cordial with most of their neighbors, most of them at least, you know. 
They say hi, they chat when they're going to get the paper. They talk about the road work when the road work is happening. I'm like, it's insane to think that, like, realistically, push comes to shove, you break it down. Uh, any one of these people in these houses here will gladly blow their neighbor's fucking head off for the bo- the last bottle of clean water. Like, that's just that's just that's just what it boils down to, right? Like this weird peace treaty we all have as individual tribes living in our little homes and our little neighborhoods. Uh, that expires once an abundance of resource. Uh, once an abund- It's all contingent upon an abundance of resources, right? It's the only reason our family units are allowed to, like, that we can get along. That we can have communities of a certain size. Like, the, the only reason you can have a community is if there's pooled resources that everyone could, is, has access to. If not, it just breaks down to fucking pandemonium, you know? Like, real small tribalism. It's just, it's just ingrained in all of us. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's self-preservation. So, you know, all these friendly dads out there with their hands in their pockets, just, you know, talking about uh, the road work out there or, or um, you know, what, what kind of new mower the other guy got or what, what seed of grass he's putting down there. You know, uh, that all turns into something completely different once there's one bottle of clean water left. Uh, those dads become primal savages who will stop at nothing to provide for their families. It's amazing. Their return to nature, how quick it will happen, too. Would happen. I didn't say will. I don't think it's going to happen. But how quick it would happen. But, you know, uh, God forbid any kind of horrible disaster takes it at that point. But, you know, it's just like letting a, you know, you got a house cat. It's all comfy and cozy inside. You know, it's purring, rubbing against your leg. The second that cat gets let outside, that thing is a feral fucking beast. And that's how these dads are. That's how I'm looking at these dads, you know, like. They got they got their belts on. Yeah, they took a shower. They got their old spice deodorant on. You know, they're, they're walking around. Uh, hey, they're going to the they're going to the cigar lounge with the boys. The second the the second the resources start to start to plummet, those dads are like a, a cat you just let outside. Those will be feral fucking dads. You stay away from those dads. The guys with families. Listen to me right now, everybody. If shit hits the fan. You fucking, you stay far away from them. I mean, we all laugh at them now, right? With their pleated khakis and their fucking, you know, talking about shit no one cares about for hours, boring the piss out of everybody at family gatherings or, you know, their neighbors. Just, 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 we all laugh at them now. They're, they're the butts of the jokes. When shit hits the fan, you fucking, you stay far away from those dads because there are going to be some feral fucking beasts, all right? Because they got a family to provide for. What do I got over here? I got nothing. I'm just going to have to join some roving bachelor pack or something. And I'm sure they're, they're not going to even let me do that. I'll just, I'm just going to die. I'm going to starve out there. I have no delusions about that. I have no delusions that I could, be, I could survive out there on my own. Or I know what kind of tree bark to eat. I don't know. The first, I like mushrooms. I think they're neat. I don't know the first thing about which ones to pick up and eat. I'm not even going to fuck with that. I could pass a thousand edible ones every single day out there in the wilderness. You fucking steer clear. These feral dads out here are going to be absolutely brutal. I'm telling you that for a fact. Again, just look at what happens when you let a cat outside. The return to being a feral fucking animal. They got something to fucking, they got something to, they need to protect their seed, right? They got a generation that they want to see come to fruition. We laugh at them now. You look out for them dads. 
I'm telling you, they're going to be the fucking doom bringers, harbingers. Mm. But enough of that thought. Enough of that. This might be a short one. This might be a pretty short one. But yeah, you know. Um, so what, 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 can I, what can I, what was I thinking about? Uh, I was scrolling through something there. Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't help but notice, uh, you know how sometimes uh, the collective conscious or like the hive mind, whatever you want to call it, like latches on to a single word and they just overuse it until it loses all meaning? I mean, there, we've seen this a lot. Like, I mean, any any kind of phrase, right? Like we see people use over and over again. Like I've talked about this before. Any post on social media that starts with just a reminder, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. You know, anyone that talks in a meme, you, these aren't even your original words. What if I was trying to have a conversation with you and I kept just opening up different books and pointing to sections of it I wanted you to read instead of responding to you in my own words? We don't have anything to talk about. I'm going to keep going. Um, uh, what's what's another one? Uh, I don't know who needs to hear this. Yeah, I'm going to keep scrolling past. You don't have anything original to say. I get it. Uh, but... Um, I think one word that everyone's just been overusing the shit out of is, is like, what constitutes a narcissist? I mean, apparently, uh, almost every single uh, person, especially females uh, on my social media, uh, apparently they all they all know a narcissist personally, or they all have engaged in sexual relationships with a narcissist. Uh, you know, like there's all these guidelines coming out on what to do when you're trapped by a narcissist or how to handle a narcissist when you, when you're, when you're in a relationship with one, how to respond to narcissistic behavior, uh, what to do. Nothing addressing the fact that they are the ones that may be the narcissist here because apparently everything that happens is revolves around them. Uh, but like, uh, I don't know, like. It used to be a very serious uh, diagnosis. Uh, you know, if you look it up in like the DSM, being a narcissist is a very, that's a heavy, heavy diagnosis. That's not something you throw around willy nilly. Like a lot of serial killers are diagnosed with that. Uh, we, we don't need to just throw this around at a bunch of people uh, that you, you could label a narcissist because what, you didn't get what you wanted. Or like they felt differently than you. We we don't need to be throwing dragging this name around like we're calling someone a jerk. Uh, you know we, we don't need to drag down to the level of calling someone a jerk. Uh, it it it's not a swear word that you could just huck at somebody. This this is a very serious disorder that a lot of very dangerous people possess, and and you just kind of weakening the meaning of that. It, I don't think is particularly in good taste. I think there needs to be a certain weight and severity that that word carries, and, and you're kind of you're kind of taking taking everything out of it. So let's go ahead, and I'm gonna add that to my list of words not to use in the coming year. Uh, narcissist. We're not gonna use that word in the coming year. We're also not gonna use grifter in the coming year. Those two words I'm not gonna use in the coming year. And uh, if you if you haven't noticed, a lot of these words that people overuse are uh, words that they use to to defame and attack other people or slander them. I don't know what uh, I haven't figured out what the pattern with that is yet. Uh, I, but they they typically are whenever a, a, a hot word comes out to defame, slander, slander and or insult someone. Those words seem to catch on extra quick, and everyone kind of just just keeps them in the holster. 
just at the tip of the tongue. So uh, I'm refusing to use those words for the next year. I'll let you know as my list expands uh, to, to keep you abreast and other words I'm not using. I'm sure there'll be more insulting words to defame and or slander somebody. Um, again, I don't know why, but uh, we just love uh, taking people down a notch. That's kind of what we like to do here. We, we don't want to listen to anyone, uh, anyone's opinions. We don't want to listen to what anyone says. We just kind of want to uh, um, call them out in public and, and make them feel real stupid with our huge fucking brains. Uh, that's That's what we enjoy doing. Now, so, uh, you know, those are two words you won't be hearing coming out of my mouth after today, because I just said them for the next year. All right? On to some lighter subjects here, because I like to cover all kinds of different material here on the Easy Sunday podcast. Sure, we'll get a little bit of heavy, heavy thought in there, you know? Not that I'm claiming to be an expert on anything. What the fuck do I know? All I do is sit around and smoke cigarettes and hit drums with sticks. I'm not claiming to be an expert on any of this stuff. I'm just saying... I'm not going to be using the word narcissist or the word grifter, especially not narcissist, for the next year because they're kind of starting to lose their potency. You know, we saw this happen with swear words back in the early aughts, the early 2000s. What happened with swear words? They lost all their meaning because everyone, they just couldn't swear enough. They couldn't string together, they would string together swears to make up just a big run-on sentence of swears and 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 slurs and all kinds of like it, it couldn't be long or offensive enough you know i don't even want to say the kind of stuff that they would sarah silverman would say in a fucking movie from the early 2000s you know like a lot of words that aren't okay to use anymore and just like the just every swear word strung together calling someone a fucking monkey cunt mother bastard ass like that that used to be how you'd insult people, like just the, the, as many as you could string together in a sentence. Then look what happened. The value of the swear decreased, right? This is like what I was saying a year ago when I started this podcast. The value of swears is still in the decline. It might uptick in a little bit because people aren't swearing like they like they were back then. That, that devalued swears entirely. Calling someone a fucking asshole, now it's just like saying, hey, buddy, what's up? Completely lost all meaning. And that's why I was always saying versus telling someone to like, you know, uh, shut the fuck up, you asshole. It's much more demeaning and much more effective if you just look them in the eye and you, you, you say, well, why don't you be quiet, please? Because that's how you talk to like a child. You know, it's more demeaning. So like swears lost all value, declining value on swear words. You don't get the punch out of swears anymore. And now st- words like this are going to take the same thing. These everyone everyone apparently got a copy of the DSM now, and they know uh, you know they want to make a diagnosis on everybody. Uh, your, your your psychological uh, disorders, all those terms, they're gonna officially lose all meaning. You walk around calling everyone you don't like a narcissist. It's not gonna mean shit anymore. All right, it used to mean something gruesome, and it was a diagnosable condition that a professional with a doctrine would fucking diagnose. All right, not 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 some guy. With with a, a four year uh, business degree from University of Phoenix, like you're you're not qualified to make that diagnosis. I'm sorry. I know you, you know, you read a lot of uh, posts on Reddit and stuff of people's experiences, and you think you got a heartbeat on what's going on here. But you know, like, eh, leave that word alone. Let's leave let's leave some of these words alone. Let's let them cool off a little bit. All right, you're firing that revolver a little bit too a little bit too much. It's getting a little bit too hot. Let's put it down. Let's let it cool off. All right. But, again, on to the more light subjects here. I'm, I'm feeling very rancid today, but I haven't been able to talk in over 24 hours because 
uh, that vaccine was very, very, very potent. I must have got a real good one, because God damn it, did that fucking knock me on my ass. So, I say so long to mortality. Goodbye, mortality. I'm vaccinated now. Now I can live forever as an infinite singularity. Oh, man. What was I going to talk about? Hmm. You know, I love uh, I love complaining about, um, you know, big business. You know, like everyone talks about big tobacco, big oil, and all that stuff. And, and you're seeing a lot of other, uh, you know, there's these sneaky, really, really, really large businesses that are cropping up now, right? And, uh, you know, there, there's got to be a demand for them, obviously. Otherwise, they, they can't get that big. But uh, they're always under the guise of something that people people want, you know? Like something that people are a pro. So it's hard for them to rally against a lot of this stuff. Like you see this with, uh, you know, I mean, think about how much money is in child raising. You know, the formula... Anything for babies, anything for kids, it's all very expensive. The wedding industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. You know, but these are all things that we've come to take as rites of passage into adulthood. Positive things, uh, you know, the, uh, the continuation of our generations. Getting ma- the, These are all things that, who's going to stand up against this stuff? Like, we all want, most of us want children eventually. Most of us want to get married. These are things we're raised to expect. So, like, these are industries that are just like, okay, yeah, they're making money, but, you know, what, what are you going to do? These are our rights to, of passage here to become full-fledged adults or whatever people think about it. Um, the pet industry is getting fucking wild, dude. Now, I'm no anti-pet guy, right? I mean, personally, I don't want to own a pet. I'm not big into ownership. I don't like owning living things. Uh, seems a little bit weird to me, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's not, I'm not done isolating my audience yet. All right. I talked about Disney last time. I'm sure there was, uh, out of the five listeners I have, one of you was a Disney person. Now I'm, now I'm going on the dog thing. Uh, for years it was, it was, uh, the cat people were the weirdos, right? They were the ones that, they they were hoarders. They would just sit in a house with a bunch of filthy cats. So the dander getting everywhere. Dog people are the new fucking weirdos. Okay. I'm seeing, and I'm seeing more dog products out than ever. I mean, like, they're selling special vacuum cleaners for people that own dogs. Like, the regular vacuum cleaners were not enough. Now we have so many dogs that the fur is clogging up our standard vacuums that we've had for 100 years. And now you need a special industrial pet vacuum to vacuum up all of your pet hair. I mean, anything that says pet or dog safe on it, is automatically, I'm sure it's a label a company buys from another company that gives them the label without checking into anything further. I mean, this this dog business is becoming an enormous, an enormous source of revenue for these companies. I mean, first of all, I have no problem in traditional dog ownership, right? Dogs were created to help humans do a job. That's why... We made all the different dogs. There's working dog breeds. That was the original. We had dogs to alert us of intruders, right? Which maybe you would say that's the start. The first, the first wolf we domesticated was there to, uh, to, to sniff out potential prey, alert us of intruders, or what have you. Let's, let's say that was the first. 
And then we went on to, to breed them for different purposes, right? You know, like you got your little fucking weenie dogs that can go down and chase a gopher or whatever the fuck. I don't know. You know, and then then you start getting your lavish dogs breed, you know, like a chihuahuas for Mexican Mexican royalty. But whatever. That's beside the point. Traditional dog ownership is like I grew up with dogs. I was always a dog guy. We had one dog in the family at a time. And we were kids. And, you know, like we would take the dog out. The dog ate fucking regular dog food. You let the dog out. Take the dog for a walk. But that was it. You know, like we all went to school and worked during the day. Like nothing crazy. We won't do anything crazy for the dogs, but you, some of you fucking, my millennials out there, my fellow millennials, like, some of you people with your fucking dogs are embarrassing, dude. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You're picking up your dog and you're fucking singing it songs and, and, and shit like that and getting it ice cream and you make a special Instagram for your dog. Like, what are you doing? Like, just... Just have, I don't know what to, just have a child already. I don't know what to tell you. Like, clearly you're, you're longing for something to take care of, but you're treating this dog like it's a fucking human baby. Like, it's embarrassing. You don't need to be, you're dressing it up in little baby costumes. Like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? If you need something to take care of that bad, I think you've parlayed childbirth a little bit too long, and maybe you should get to work on that. Because there, we don't need more fucking... You, that hole that you're trying to fill in your life isn't going to be filled by the fucking third dog, the fourth dog. I think it's time you just sat... You just took a, looked inward a little bit, took a little self-reflection, and was just like, hey, maybe, hey, maybe I just want a child. Maybe I just want a child to take care of. Maybe that's why I'm doting over these fucking animals my, all day, every single day. Like that's not what that's not never what I thought dogs were for. I don't know. And like, do you need three dogs? You need four dogs? You need five dogs? When's it enough? When's it? How many extra bags of fucking dog poop do we need to fucking hermetically seal and throw out into the woods to be uncovered by archaeologists five thousand years in the future? Once once this reality is all completely uh, just a distant memory, for them to wonder why we were hermetically sealing. Uh, canine feces and and burying it all over the place like man it's just if you if you got a dog just for something to feed and poop like what are you what are you doing what are you doing i can have an a dog sure for company but like in up in your bed licking all inside your mouth and everything fucking you're you're sharing food with it what what are you doing what the hell are you doing Make it stop. And they're preying on these these mushy dog people, all these fucking companies. Dude, I saw the most this this is where this is where uh, I, I I started on this train of thought is the other day I was watching uh nothing else but the X Files. Of course. Love me some Mulder and Scully. God damn. But I saw this fucking there was this Purina, I think it was Purina, like commercial, you know, the dog food company. It was the most audacious fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, it started with a sick, dying little girl in the hospital. She's got IVs hooked up to her and everything. And like a door opens and this little girl, this paid actor, this little girl is there who's supposed to play a dying child looks up and just like says in this somber tone like, oh no, more treatments again? 
Like, because she's dying of leukemia. I don't know what the fuck she's dying from. And the doctor goes, no, we're going to try something a little different today. And just lets a dog in. And then the dog goes to greet the little girl and, and she pets it. I'm just like, okay, this is, this is officially out of control. Like, this company knows that it can prey on these fucking dog people through hyper-emotional horseshit like that. First of all, how dare you pay someone to, like, you're going to open up your commercial with a sick and dying child? For what? To sell your fucking dog kibble? A dying child. Is that how you want to, is that the angle you want to take to sell, to peddle your fucking dog food? Are you serious? Like, what is wrong with you? But some of these dog people are so fucking emotionally unchecked and, like, attached to their fucking dogs. Like, they want to believe that dogs are, like, better than people. Dogs are better than people. That's what a lot of them say. I don't know. Maybe it's because they got rejected by too many people in their lives or something. But they all think that dogs are, like, better. They're pure in spirit. They're better than people. My dog is amazing. They're amazing. They're so smart. Look at My dog is smart. And then they, they see this commercial, and then this, these, these large companies know that the, that the emotional route's the one to take with these people because they got bleeding hearts for these fucking these dogs that would, would gladly eat a, a fresh log of shit that I put on your kitchen floor than that expensive dog food you, you bought for them nine times out of ten. And they know that they could, they could sell more dog food just based on that, that ridiculously hyper-emotional commercial. I just don't, you're, you're getting preyed upon, you, you, you whack fucking dog weirdos. Make it stop. You could stop this right now, all right? Stop being so fucking weird with your dog, all right? And if you're between the ages of 26 and 38, and you're still, and you're acting like this with your dog, have a fucking kid already. Go adopt one, for Christ's sake. It's embarrassing. Jesus. It'll be much more fulfilling for you in the end to take care, to raise a child than to act like you can even raise a dog. There's no raising a dog. It's a fucking dog. Sure, I mean, I've seen dogs that can do paw with both hands. A, a child could fucking, you could teach it to read. Doesn't that sound a little more fulfilling if you want to spend all your free time just doting over something? Isn't that more worth your time? Oh man, I'm feeling real preachy today. I just don't understand people with the, the obsession they have with their fucking dogs, man. You lapped the cat people years ago. You lapped them. The second they opened up those doggy cafes where you could share an ice cream cone with your dog, you fucking dog people have long, long lapped the damn the, the cat people that used to be the trope of the 90s. That's over. Bunch of dog-crazed maniacs out there. Good God. And they get so like uh, defensive about their dogs. Like whenever you even talk about like how like maybe this is a toe over the top the way they treat their dogs. I I I hate dogs. Then that means I hate dogs. Yes, I hate dogs because I I don't want I, I don't want to fucking breastfeed them like they're my child. I, okay, I get it. Very good. Okay, well I'll move on from the dog thing because I'm sure I isolated at least two other uh, two other people out of the five listeners that I have traditionally here on this fine podcast established 2019. Two years strong. It's pretty much skipped an entire year though. That's not my fault. But uh, I did notice, you know, while I was watching the X Files. Oh man, I, I do love me an Agent Mulder and an Agent Scully. 
Can you imagine that? Isn't that kind of partnership great? I'd love to find me an agent Scully out there, right? You know? That, what, a, what a great yin, yin, yin and yang situation they got going on there. You know, Mulder is obsessed with, with the, 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 the mystery, the unsolved, you know, the, the what if. And Scully's there to, to keep him in an empirical zone where he needs to produce some kind of, some kind of solid proof, you know, like firmly planted in, in what we have now and the maintenance. It's like chaos and order. They make a great couple. Love me some Mulder and Scully. But I noticed they finally got around to do some anti-vape commercials. That was only a matter of time. Only a matter of time before they started doing the anti-vape commercials. I mean, it's still... Look, I, I didn't believe in that shit when it first came out. It's like, I, I don't know if some kind of new technology thing is, is where I'm inhaling whatever kind of proprietary glycol blends you have in here is going to be better for my lungs than smoking or not. I don't know. I know people have lived a long life smoking. I know some people have not. This stuff just came out. We're going to have to wait and see. I don't know now. Like, uh, you know. But, yeah, that's just going to be... They're just going to start taxing that as much as any other nicotine product. They probably already have, for all I know. That's what, And marijuana is going to be next. You guys wait. Mm. A weed culture has gotten so fucking lame since it's been slowly getting legalized in every state. But you wait, once it's like the norm, and everyone, that this is this is what happens. This is what fucking happens. Pot culture was cool when it was a counterculture, when it wasn't popular, when it was against the law, when you like had to break the law to do it. That's when it was like, that's when it was at its peak cool, you know? Just like anything. It was, that's, that's what counterculture is. That's when it was cool. And now that like, you know, like, I mean, everyone, there's all these weird edibles, and shit like that that you could you could you can have it in a fucking cupcake you could there's essential oils with it you could spread it across your forehead i don't care how you do this eye drops like it's it's like too much now now weed culture is fucking it's done it's fucking lame man it's super lame now it's over it got it got everyone got way too into it and now it's getting legalized and now it's over and then the next step now it's going to be uh, they tax it, and then there's commercials that are come out against it. And that's that's the way this goes. God, I don't know how alcohol has stayed uh, in the good graces of counterculture this entire time. Nothing says I don't give a fuck like some dude just fucking sipping on a half pint of whiskey. Like, just out on the streets. Like, I, I don't know. I tell you, it was a close call, though, with that fucking, with the, with the microbrew uh, gold rush that we had. Those fucking IPA guys with the beards and the thick glasses coming out of coming out of the woodwork everywhere. Alcohol was almost dead after that. It almost killed it. Almost made it really lame. But I don't know. There's still certain aspects of drinking that that managed to persist in being something that's that's cool. You know, all those IPA swilling thick frame guys with the what's it called when men develop breasts? Uh, gynecomastia, gynecomastia. Guy, guy, oh, I gotta look this up. Okay, yeah, there's there's a Latin word. I'm looking at this like I'm gonna know how to fucking pronounce it. Come on, Google, just say it for me. Gynecomastia. Gynecomastia. Isn't that what it does? All those extra hops and stuff in the IPAs doesn't it give men breasts? Gynecomastia. 
Yeah, fucking no thanks to that. All right, well, I think I've, uh, I think I've completed a grading enough episode for everybody here. Uh, pardon me, I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't been able to talk for a little while. Uh, oh, I haven't talked for a little while, and um, yeah, this is just what I had to say. All right, so thank you very much, and uh, be easy on your journey out to wherever uh, this day may see you and find you. Thank you. Goodbye.